The following is a podcast of Echo, a middle school ministry at Victory Family Church. For more details, visit lifeatvictory.com slash middle school. Steve is uh, telling me I need to be doing some flossing during that. I'm like, I don't, once you commit to doing that, if you can't pull it off, they know. They know. They're, they're cool, Steve. Uh, I know my guy back there on Pro Presenter, I know he can floss with the best of them, so... <laughs> So if you guys don't already know, my name is Mark, and uh, I'm so, so amazingly thankful to be here with you today. Uh, I start every single one of my messages off by just letting you know that I'm thankful, and that's because in the Word of God, we're told that when we come into His presence, we're to do so with a thankful attitude. And I really believe as we get into the message this morning that we're not just going to get into the message we're going to get into God's presence, and he's going to have things to say to you, and he's going to have things to reveal to you. So if that's going to happen, then I want to honor his word, and I want to go in with a thankful attitude, and I hope you do as well. I want to thank you first off for bearing with me as I make my way through the message. If I uh, cough like I did a minute ago, or my voice gets kind of crazy, or I need to take a second to just take a breather because I just recently found out that I had the flu, and uh, I've been battling like 102 degree fever for the past few days, and all the stuff that comes with that, so I'm kind of pushing through it today so that I can give you this message, because you guys matter, and so does this message, because it's for you, and uh, I wanted to make sure that I was still here to give that to you. Uh, And number two, I'm thankful just that you're here as well, every single person in the room, from our fifth graders to our eighth graders, returning visitors to first-time visitors, those of you who can't wait to come back again next weekend, and those of you who just can't wait to get out of here this morning, thank you for being here. Thank you for taking time out of your life to allow us to pour value into your life. You know, we pray every weekend that God does an amazing work in your life because we believe he knows you personally and that he has a plan just for you. And all around the church, we are excited this weekend because we believe that a part of that actual plan is officially launching, and that is Kingdom Builders. And if you can't remember what that is, Kingdom Builders is Victory's new way of reaching people beyond the walls of this church with the love of Christ, and you guys get to be a part of that. I know that Pastor Ben has been talking to you about how Echo, you guys, are going to financially support the A21 campaign, as well as Silver Ring thing. He's also told me that this weekend, today, is the day that you are going to turn in your Kingdom Builder commitment cards when you break into your small groups, and that's awesome. It's awesome because when you serve and when you give, That's when you really start discovering two things. Number one, the purpose for your life. And number two, who you really are. And that's the perfect segue into my message today because as you're going to see on the screen here, the title of my message just so happens to be, Who's There? So with that, I'm going to ask everybody in the room a question and I want everybody to respond out loud so I can hear you. Knock, knock. All right, so it's not a question. It's, it's more of a phrase, okay? But now that you got it, now you can do it loud and proud, all right? Like SpongeBob and, and Patrick, all right? 
So knock, knock. Cow says. No, cows don't say who. Cows say moo. Like, Ben, what am I working with here? Like, this is it? This is Echo? Okay. Knock, knock. Etch. Bless you. I, do you guys have the flu as well? Like, that's kind of my thing right now, so. You have the flu? Yeah, no, don't, don't celebrate over having the flu. I'm setting a bad example. <laughs> yeah, the flu. <laughs> yeah, I got, the, I remember I got the flu back in 67. Still got the shakes. All right, last one. Knock, knock. Spell. Well, I can do that. Okay, I got a college degree. Who? W-H-O. Pretty easy one, guys. I'm, I'm three for three here, okay? Now, I know either those jokes are the best jokes you've ever heard, which probably tells me you've literally never heard any other joke in the world, okay? In, in that case, you're like, this guy is the best comedian ever, okay? Or, number two, these are the worst jokes you've ever heard in the world, and honestly, that's the way I'm leaning, Okay? But regardless of what they are, the value is that there's a hidden meaning in there. And I really believe that anything in this world has a lot more meaning to it if we are willing to stop and listen a little longer or a little closer. So with that, I want to ask again, knock, 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 loud and proud, knock, knock. All right, so who's there? Who is there? That's the part of the joke that holds the true value if we're willing to listen long enough. And so that's the part of the joke that I want you to keep hearing. Who's there? It's a short question, but it's a powerful question. For instance, I want you to imagine this. It's 1 a.m. Let's say you've fallen asleep on the couch in your living room. And all of a sudden you hear at the door and you wake up on the couch and you see this and there's somebody at the door and you go to the door and they silently ask you to let them in. You don't immediately just open the door and let them in. You ask them who's there. Why? Because you want to know who they are. You want to know what they want. You want to know what they're about. What are their intentions? Before you just let them in and you start doing what they tell you to do. But I want you to think about something, guys. Who's there is not just a question that we should be asking strangers. It's also a question, I believe, that we should be asking ourselves. Think about it this way. Of all the people that you spend time with, of all the people that you let into your life, the person that you're the most impacted by and the person that you listen to the most is yourself. So if we're willing to ask a stranger who's there, I think we also have to be willing to ask ourselves who's there. Or in other words, who are you? Who am I? It's a question that millions, if not billions of people throughout history have continually asked themselves, and it's something that God desperately wants you to know about yourself. He wants you to know who's there. And that's why throughout Scripture, 
God says things like this to us as we put up these first three scriptures. In 1 Corinthians, God says, let a person examine themselves. In Lamentations, let us test and examine our ways. In Psalms, prove me, try me, test my heart and my mind. Look at what God wants you to do. Examine, prove, test, try. And what he wants you to do those things too. He wants you to do it to yourself, your ways, your heart, your mind. He wants you, beyond any shadow of a doubt, to know who you are. And it doesn't just stop there with God. Jesus himself wants the same thing. And that's why Jesus was so willing throughout the New Testament to ask his disciples the hardest questions. Questions that cut them right to their heart and got them thinking. And I'll tell you right now, God's word is not just a bunch of words on a paper. They are living words, which means they are true for today. And that means when Jesus asks these questions of his disciples, he's asking these questions of you. Let's take a look at some of these questions that Jesus asks you this morning. In Matthew, who do you say that I am? In John, do you love me? In Matthew again, what do you want me to do for you and do you really believe that I can do it? Why are you so afraid? Why do you doubt? If you're sitting there right now and thinking, honestly, I just come to church on Sunday to have a little bit of fun. I didn't know it was going to be a quiz, and I'm not really enjoying it. If it makes you feel a little bit uncomfortable and uncertain as you think of these questions, that's a good thing. Because when somebody loves you, and they see the true potential on your life, what you can truly accomplish if you set your mind to something... They're willing to cut through the noise and get beyond all the stuff that doesn't matter and ask you the hard questions. Because if we can get you thinking about who you are, we can get you thinking about what you can do. And that's what the God who created the entire universe is trying to engage you with when he asks you these questions. Now, in the face of that, you still might say, I'm in middle school. Uh, do I really need to know myself right now? And besides, I really don't think there's much I can do. I can't have much of an impact at this point. But I would say pause that thought. That thought is a lie. And I know that confidently because God says this in 1 Timothy about your generation. In 1 Timothy that they're going to put up here, it says you are young. I mean, God can't get any more direct than that. You are young. That's what it is. But do not let anyone treat you as if you were not important. That is amazing. He goes on to say, be an example to show others how they should live. Show them with your words, with the way that you live, with your love, and with your faith. Use the gifts you've been given and give your life to practicing them. Then you will, watch this, 
impact. God says you will impact yourself and those around you. You see, to God, it doesn't matter if you're young. You can have an impact with your life right now. But if you're going to do that, the critical piece is that you have to know who you really are. And I know I keep saying that, so the question has to remain, why? Why do I have to know who I am in order to do these things? And the answer is going to come up here, guys. This is our main point for the whole message. So if you only write one thing down or type it into your phone, this is the thing that you want to put down. And it's this. Who you think you are determines what you think is possible. And I want to say that again because I want you to hear it again. But more importantly, I want you to go away from this place thinking about this phrase. You know, reading my Bible got so super simple when I realized that all I need to do is read until I hit something that like captures my my heart or my mind a little bit and there's like a reason to pause. And I stop and I just take that one little verse and when I'm driving, I think about it. And I'm like, what does that mean for me, God? And then I start to think about how does that apply in my life? And I, I play around with that verse. And then I reach out to like Ben and I'm like, what do you think about this verse? And I'm not reading five chapters a day. I might just sit on a little verse and wonder what it means. And this has a huge impact for you guys. Like in school, if you just listen to something, yeah, you kind of get it. If you listen and you write it down, you get a little bit more. But then if you listen, write it, and then you think about it, you really start to grasp something. And so I want you to think about this. Who you think you are determines what you think is possible. Or as Jesus put it even better in Matthew, he said it very simply. He said, become what you believe. Become what you believe. Today, if you believe low, odds are you're going to achieve low. If you, on the other hand, believe high, odds are you're going to achieve high. If you're going to achieve any amount of the plan that God has for you, then you definitely need to know who you are in Christ. So I ask you the question right now, where are you in that spectrum right now? Are you believing low about yourself? Or are you believing highly about yourself? Are you being defined by what the world says about you? or even what you think about you? Or are you defined by what God says about you? Being fully transparent, I I, I tell people this at times to give them a sense of where God's brought me from. I was once at a point in my life, I, I literally had such low belief for myself as a person, I didn't think that I could physically learn how to drive. I, I thought so little of myself. I, was, I literally thought 
I am not good enough to be able to even keep a car in the lines of the road. And so you can imagine from there, I was like, I'm never going to go to college. I'm never going to have a successful marriage. I'm never, I'm never, I'm never. And my life was following that track. It was only when I started to realize who I was in Christ that my perspective and possibilities really started to change. So I think we can test where you're at today using kingdom builders as kind of our litmus test. Remember, it's victory's new way of reaching people and saving people and feeding people and helping people all around the world outside of the walls of this church. And Echo, you guys are not exempt. You are going to be the ones raising funds to help support the A21 campaign and its pursuit to end human sex trafficking around the world. You're also going to be helping to raise funds to support the Silver Ring thing and its pursuit to help America's youth live lives of sexual purity. So in light of that, I'm going to ask you some yes or no questions, and I don't want you to answer out loud. I want you to think about the answer in your heart and see how these hit you, and they can put these questions up. Can you be the one to help Echo raise thousands of dollars to support people around the world? Can you be the one to help the A21 campaign affect human sex trafficking around the world? Can you be the one to help the Silver Ring thing redefine sexual purity amongst the nation's youth? Can you be the one to help to invite two friends to echo this year? Can you be the one to help set a godly example at home, at school, and in your small group here? Can you be the one to change somebody's life by telling them about the love of Christ? To all of us, can you be the one to make an impact? If you know who you are in Christ, then you know that the only answer to every single one of those questions is yes. If you know who you are in Christ, then you are willing to stand up like the prophet Isaiah and say, here I am, Lord, send me. But if you don't yet know who you are in Christ or you don't fully accept who you are in Christ yet, then as I lifted up those questions, you may have heard this in your heart. No, no, that's not me. No, I can't do that. And along with that, excuses like, I'm not smart enough, I'm not tall enough, I'm not old enough, I don't have enough money, I don't have enough whatever. But it's not because you don't have those things, it's because you don't truly know who you are and therefore you don't know what is truly possible. And if that's you, you're not alone. I will be the first to say that I don't know who I truly am in Christ yet. I haven't fully accepted it. You know, in my own life, I have challenges and opportunities and huge life changes this year that I'm facing that scare me and straight up intimidate me. And my, I know that my heart and my mind are looking for every excuse in the book to try to avoid them, but I know that I know I have to go through them. And so I'm still seeking that out as well. So you are in good company tonight. 
We constantly need a reminder of who we are in Christ and how powerful that knowledge is. And so that's how I want to end this message as the band comes back out. I want to give us all a refresher of who we are in Christ. They're going to come out and they're going to start to play some music. And I'm just going to give you instruction right now, so I don't need you to do anything right now until I tell you. But when I tell you, you're going to stand up, and then I'm going to have you come forward. And I only want you to come forward if you want an increased awareness of who you are in Christ, a reminder of who you are in Christ, because you know that you've got great things to do in life. Or you don't want to settle Growing up, growing up, I never saw a good example of a marriage in my family, ever. I never saw anybody go to college. I never saw anybody start their own business. I saw people get a job and they stayed in that job or they got in a bad marriage and they suffered through it. But it's not so with my life. And so if there's great things you want to do or there's things you want to avoid that you've seen happen in your family, you got to know who you are in Christ. And this is an opportunity to draw that line. And that's why I want you coming forward if you want that. And when you come forward, you close your eyes and you get focused. And you open your heart and you open your ears because I'm going to speak some things over you about who you are in Christ. And I want them to get down into your heart as new beliefs that will guide you. And you just have your hands up receiving. We're not looking at our phones. We're not looking at our friends. We're just receiving. And then when I'm done and the band starts to sing, we're going to worship God and thank him for who he's made us to be. And we're going to say, God, let it be so with me. So I want you to stand to your feet. And if that's you, then I want you to come forward and get in that attitude of focus, ready to receive. If you don't yet feel ready to do that, that's fine. You can stay at your seat and stay standing in an attitude of of praise. But we're going to come up and receive. God, as we go into this moment, we close our eyes, we bow our heads, We lift our hands ready to receive the great truth of who we are in Christ. You have made this message for this night for these students because you have great things for them to do. So I pray, God, as I speak these words out, you breathe life into them for you alone can create and give life. They're just words without you, God, but with you. Now, guys, at the beginning of this message, I started with one simple question out of a a silly joke that can just seem so meaningless. But I told you that there was hidden meaning. And that question was, who's there? It's a phrase that hit me as I started to write this message for you. And it's a phrase that I wanted to know the answer to. And God blew my mind with a scripture that he took me to. 
And the scripture that he took me to was 2 Corinthians 13, 5. And it says, examine yourself, test yourself. Do you not realize, watch this, Christ is there. We're asking who's there. And God said, Christ is there. Christ is there. And I want you to see the very last two words. Two words that can make all the difference. Christ is there in you. So this whole time we're busy, the whole world is asking itself, who am I, who am I, who am I? And it's all self-seeking. But what God is saying, it's Christ who's there in you. And so when we gather every single week and we're up here on stage or we're out there with you or we're in your small groups and we're telling you, please read your Bible, worship God, spend time praying. We're not telling you those things because we're adults that just want to tell you what to do. We're telling you those things because we know if you do them, you will start to discover who you are in Christ And God will help you realize the amazing things that you can do with your life. You have great things to do. You have a huge difference to make. There are people on the other side of your obedience that are going to have their lives saved because you found out who you were in Christ and you went on to do great things. We believe that and want that for you. But I know that there's some people in this room tonight that may not have Christ in their hearts. Maybe you've never received him officially as Lord and Savior. The good news is here in this very moment with a matter of slipping up your hand and saying a prayer with us as an entire group, we can fix all that and he can come into your heart and start you down this journey of discovering who you are in Christ and showing you what you're capable of. So I want everybody to close their eyes and bow their heads. And I'm just speaking to you right now as as somebody who was once in your shoes, didn't know a thing about God, and who let him in and has seen God over all of these years just completely blow my mind and my expectations. So if that's you and you feel God pulling on your heart, you want to receive Christ to be Lord into your heart and you want to start this journey of discovery with him and along with all of us with nobody looking around I just want you to slip your hand high into the air so that I can see that you want to receive Christ and I'm going to count down from three so you can do that three God loves you two you'll never be the same one raise your hand if you want to receive Christ hands down. And with our heads down still, we're going to pray this prayer out together. Say, Heavenly Father, thank you for sending Jesus to die on the cross and rise from the grave for me, for my life. I thank you for forgiving me, for making me new, for creating plans just for me. 
I'm dedicated to you, Jesus. I'm heaven bound. And I know who I am in Christ. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you guys so much. If that was you, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. We've got a, uh, a slide that's going to come up here. For those of you that raised your hand, or maybe you made that decision just in your heart and you hadn't raised your hand, we want to help you. Uh, we really don't want you to just say, okay, I'm saved, and then walk away. We want to help you know what next steps to take. So if you just text... Nobody has to know about it. You text the word changed to 97,000, you're going to get a text message right away with a a helpful video, a helpful um, little packet to download, and just a direction on next steps on what to do. And we're just going to really help you start that journey out. And that's really it. We're not going to bog you down with messages or anything. So we'll leave that up there. Make sure you take advantage of it. And right now we're going to be going to our small group times where we're going to be receiving Everybody hold on. Where we're going to be receiving that kingdom builder commitment and uh, definitely take the opportunity to think about and talk about in your groups what we had in the message tonight, okay? Thank you guys. Go about your ways.